Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Episode 125. We on 125th Street, New York, Harlem. We back. Has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with it. No, absolutely uh, not. So, for the new people who don't know about us, Cash, inform them about who we are and what we do. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube land, music, sports, entertainment, it's scrolling across the ticker on the bottom. When we talk about culture, we mean black culture. So music, sports, that's what you're going to get each and every week. But sometimes you're going to have people on as far as book writers, producers, engineers, artists. Like we're, we're for the culture. You can have a million follows, 10 million follows all the way down to two. If you got some dope shit, we want you on the podcast if it's interesting enough. So that's pretty much Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast in a nutshell. Each and every week, Tuesdays, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It drops. If you're a Patreon, you will get it several hours beforehand. Maybe sometimes you may get it a whole 24 hours beforehand. It just depends on how prayers gets it out to you. Just letting y'all know, you know what I'm saying, the Patreons, folks. So, uh, But, yeah, that, that's a little bit about us, man. And shout out to our Patreon supporters, man. Like, each and every month, you guys show up and show out, and we really do appreciate it. Hey, uh, Cash, as you can tell, I'm, like, dressed like a new kid at school, first day of school, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out here ready, looking like a new uh, new coach out here for the Raiders, man. I'm, you out here looking like I'm old out here Gilly ready the kid. For the <laughs> you like Gilly the kid when he uh, <laughs> slammed that touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coach, looking like a D-line coach, boy. Boy, you fit the bill, man. You need to, You haven't found your calling. You need to quit this pod and, and – uh, nah. Get you, get you a job, can't man. Can't do it, Cash. I'm too much of a fan. I'll be cussing <laughs> them little kids out, bro. Can't do it. They, they can't handle me, man. But, yeah, I'm excited for the season, man. Like, uh, I ain't going to come dressed like this every time. But, like, it's start of the season, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get out there. Ready for the Raiders to get us a, a win, start off the season right, which is looking good. I don't, hold up. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's not get too far in it to it. Cash, what are we going to talk about this episode? This episode, we got a few things, man. We're going to keep this one short because we also got, we're going to deep dive into our teams as well. So we're not going to give you as much as that. We're recording it right before the game. So we are able to get some stuff out, but we're also going to keep you, you know, in the vibe as far as the game. So we're probably going to come back and talk about the games a little bit later or whatever. So for this week on this episode, we got a few drops, two legends drop, Common and AZ. They just dropped projects. We also have Baby Keem. He dropped his project. And last but not least, man, our, our man, uh, DSE podcast alumni, JR, dropped a phenomenal project. So it's just uh, a very good hip-hop week for me. Aaliyah released another, um, what was it, two, I think, projects yeah, on, on streaming service. So her catalog yeah. is, is back catalogs coming out. So heavy up and download it. You never know when, when it might get snatched back. So for you people out there that still don't have CD booklets or, or albums, you know, just definitely throw that thing on your phone or your iPad or whatever you have. Man, how does that work, man, with these uh, streaming services? Because I know I've seen like a couple like mixtapes that wasn't like released and then they become released. And then I go back to play them like a month later and they're taken back off the, the streaming service. Even though I done had them downloaded, I can't play the songs. It's, it's, a, multitude, it's a multitude of things. So the way you get around that. Now, I'm going to answer that question. So, it's a multitude of things. That, um, but other than that, man, uh, we got the music reviews. We got Ja Rule versus Fat Joe. 
Somebody got to take a stance, pick a uh, pick a winner. Michael K. Williams, you know, Omar from the Wide, most famously known as, or Chalky from Omar Ballwalk Kong. Empire. You know, so rest in peace to him. We're going to just give y'all a, a quick little just chatter on how we we got to to love his character in The Wire and in other other films he's been in. Uh, just new Rick Ross book. I don't know if you had a chance to tap in, Prez, but we're just going to talk a little bit about that. And then um, I think that's about it, man. And then we'll get into our sports upset city this week. Um, just some Bucks and Cowboys aftermath. And then last but not least, Eagles and Raiders, you know, just what we can expect before the game. So you're going to get our before the games and then you're going to get our after the game. So just uh, stay tuned for that. All right. And then, uh, like we said, this year we're going to do stuff a little bit different. We're trying to streamline it. We ain't going to hit into like every game as much. We're going to hit like what was the highlight games of that week. We'll talk about that. But we ain't going to deep dive into like every team. And we're going to give you all a ton of content on our specific, our specific team. So you're going to have a ton of Eagles content. You have a ton of Raiders content. And uh, I don't know about you. Have you noticed, man, Raiders content on – YouTube them blew up like since we started this a while ago. So, hey, you got a bunch of other people out there on the Raiders content that does it a lot better than I'm ever going to do it as far as breaking down tape and all these other things. But I'm going to give you that fan perspective on it and uh, how I felt in the moment because I don't think too many people out there doing that. They all seem to get round wound up into like, you know, being a truly like they trying to compete against ESPN on these YouTubes. I ain't trying to compete against them. I'm just trying to bring you a little bit of entertainment show you a little bit of side of my fandom uh on the portion of it and hear a little bit of yours as well so there you go yo you wrapped it up in a nutshell same thing here you know a few stats here and there but it's strictly going to be from a fan perspective we don't have stat geeks we don't have people feeding us stuff like that and besides i ain't got no insider information on the sidelines nope none none (laughs) of that none of that we just straight straight raw going after it so that's that's really what we're gonna do we're gonna separate it into separate pods so when you guys start getting that information, we'll put it out there on our social media and where you can follow us and we'll add it to our link tree so that you can get the coverage. If you guys are fans of our teams or you just want to hear us, you know, spread our wings, we're going to have other guests on there, other Raiders fans, other Eagles fans. So it's going to be a good time. And I think I think our own unique ways of doing things are going to are going to be on full display, man. So I, I, I'm uh, I'm going to love that. Love to look forward to it. Cause I ain't going to hear it. I'm going to be just like a fan listening to prayers for the first time. So I think this should be, um, should be some, something cool, man. And we, who knows, man, we may flesh it out into other things. It just depends on how, how well these things do. All right. So where you want to start? Ah, uh, shoot, man. Let, let's, let's start with the culture, man. Let's, let's start with, um, some fun stuff, man. Let's start with some fun stuff before we start with the sad stuff. Uh, Fat Joe, Ja Rule was just announced a couple weeks ago in terms of uh, versus. And now, you know, coming off the heels of the locks and dip set. And those two guys were, I know Fat Joe was in the building at the time when this, when this uh, versus was going off. And he saw the entertainment factor and how serious the locks took it. And the world took notice as well. But then you have... The giant who is getting his flowers, Ja Rule, man. Like, I don't care what you say, how he went out the game, and how people was playing him back in the day. When it comes to them hits, Prez. He got hits, man. <laughs> when it comes to them hits, I look, man, I, it's going to be a long, long evening, in my opinion, for Fat Joe. Like, and, and Fat Joe got, he's got hits. He might has more current hits. 
But I don't know if those more current hits gonna outlast what Ja got for his ass, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because Ja, I think like if you go back and look at it now, I think he was like a little bit ahead of his time on the way he was doing because he started doing all the little singing, harmonizing a little bit before everybody else even started doing. That's kind of like what Fifty like went in on him about, you know, about doing stuff like that, not really rapping. So and then Fifty does it a lot his damn self. So there you go doing the hooks and stuff like this. It, it just uh, as you go back, you know, you're not in that too deep in that beef and stuff no more. And it's just like you want to go back and look at listen at the hits from the the late '90s to the early 2000s. Ja had a lot of those hits up in there, so that's that's what you gotta look out for. Now, <laughs> he could totally mess this up and, and like like Nelly did, you know, <laughs> not playing the proper hits at the proper time and then still go out losing that. So hopefully he, he he pays a little bit more attention to like what's been going on with the verses and understand his catalog a little bit better, when to play him, uh, you know, to come out looking like the victor uh, uh, on this verses. So. And he, sh- he should, Prez, like you said, like by all accounts, he just has the bigger hits. He has the street records. Uh, I'm talking about he got joints with DMX, Jay-Z, Murdergram. Uh, he can go to the gutter. He got Holla Holla. That first album got some some joints on there as far as just... Vinny Vitavici. Yep, Vinny Vitavici, Rule 336. Like, the more and more I think about it, I was even, as a fan back in the day, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I, I straight was disrespecting Ja Rule because 50 was so convincing in, in the rap battle. You know what I'm saying? Straight yeah. disrespecting the hits that Ja had. And I enjoyed those first three albums. I played them... So much, but at the time when they was going through it, I, I don't think I was admitting it. I don't think I was admitting it because you know everybody had back in the day you had to pick a side, and and of course I haven't developed my full you know rap opinion at the time. So you just kind of go with whatever the beef is, and that's kind of what you learned at the time, right? Like, okay, you got to pick a winner. This is the guy you roll with, but you you don't give this other guy no credit. If you lost, you lost. Oh, well, so so what? You know what I mean? And that's kind of how it went for Ja Rule for the vast majority of people. And at the time, like you said, nobody want to hear that soft shit. Ja, 50 made it soft. 50 made it soft, but everybody is doing it now. And 50 included. So it's, it's yeah, yeah, 50, crazy 50 when you started look back. doing that stuff. So, like, yeah, but uh, originally, like, he, the way he came out, you know, was. Yeah, it's, so I, I think Ja got a. He, he can put up a fight. It's, it's a chance that he could put up a fight. Ooh, fat now, Joe, where, where, he, where he could fail, though, where I could see him failing at, is uh, Joe's catalog expands past just that early 90s, that late 2000. Like, he continued to make those hits throughout that time frame. So it's it's stuff that can resonate with a multitude a multitude of different generations. You know what I mean? Not just that slice slicing time like yeah, Jogging. Absolutely. Have. I wholeheartedly agree with you. So you you right, picking the right songs, the right timing, not over playing your hand too much. You know what I mean? Because Right, Fat Joe. And I was I was looking at a list. I was making a playlist to China, you know, because every time it's a versus I want to watch, I kind of make a playlist because before I speak on it, I don't want to talk out of turn because, you know, Ja has a lot of writer credits too as well. So even if I thought Fat Joe was going to make it closer than it really was, now what happens when 
You know what I'm saying? When he started bringing out both of them too. They both got records with J Lo. They both got records with Ashanti. They got records with each other with New York. Like you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of those joints. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff off the uh, Khaled albums that Fat Joe was a part of. Big record. Big records. Big records yeah. like you were talking about. Did, so did Ja did Ja create any beats that just on somebody and he's just gonna play why well, I made the beat so that counts a la Soldier Boy. <laughs> you know you never you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know because he has a lot of writing and production credits that get highly glossed over. Like his pen was pretty damn great as a writer, as an artist overall. Like so I'm I'm with I'm I'm with it being a close call, but I think these guys are both going to show up in terms of just performance level. The performance level to me is going to be through the roof, man, because they're both great performers. And I like that. Like I said before, Jada Kiss set the bar. And I know following Jada and being from New York and being competitive, I know they they're going to come out and do exactly what they need to do. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but I still got Ja, so so that's who I'm picking in it. Hopefully, 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 Ja don't let other stuff and like, hey, your competition against Joe that night. Don't come in and still try to say something on that on long going feud that you got with other rappers in the game. Just just let that be and focus on winning the night. That's that's what I think you need to do, and I think that'll recapture. A lot of his uh, momentum too uh, coming out of it because uh, coming out of these, everybody always seemed to get appreciation for the artist that's actually doing it. a new appreciation, should I say? Yeah. So yeah, sounds like we both got Ja Rule. This this is not really one up for debate, and I was going to pick a side and see how you would react if I said Fat Joe, but in my heart of hearts, <laughs> I, can't, I just can't do it. I just hey, can't but do it. like I, I will admit, like I have went into these things thinking like. It's gonna be clearly one person, and like two of these, like I done got just proven totally wrong because they couldn't put together the battle. Like the Nelly, I thought for sure Nelly had loot on that, but that boy was I wrong on that one. So, rapping ability and performance always gonna outweigh mm-hmm. these hits and verses. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it that's how it looks for me because when you creative, you. Do certain things, man. Like, like I said, man, Jada set the ball with just performance. So I think they're gonna do this. But the big pun songs, man, it's it's it could go a lot of different ways. Like we forget the mm-hmm. di- digging in the crates era. Joe Joe is in a lot more eras, like you said, man. So God, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I, I'm excited about it. Another another big win for hip hop already. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. So I will be up early as hell or. Shit, whenever it come on what nine o'clock, I'll be up watching it, trying to catch it in in real time so I so I can feel it. But with that said, when we man, getting the T I versus. When we getting the T I versus. This is like the eighth one we done had since he said he wanted to do it. So is it is it gonna happen? I don't not think a it good happens. Time. I only must think no way. Not a good time. Not a good time for TI. Continue to let the allegations Die down and all the stuff he's going through outside that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with rap. Ti, please sit sit this one out on until your we forget. You come out there and you perform and you have Deshaun Watson in the background. You you own that. You own that right then and there. <laughs> come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
man. He still he stay on T. I don't know what T.I. did to you, man. I have no idea what T.I. did to you, bro. None. Yeah, yeah let's. Next was talking about uh, Omar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael K. Williams, man. Um, yeah, passed passed away apparently of a drug overdose, and here we are, bro. So, uh, yeah, man, it was pretty pretty sad to hear that. And um, bro, so just, do you know what drug he he what he drug he overdosed on? No, I don't have that. I don't have that written down, man. So you know I don't what? want to misspeak on it. Well, no, 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 no. I, I I haven't really like heard it too. And usually, like it's plastered everywhere. Like, like you fentanyl know I mean? is the, yeah. the rumor. Like yeah. some bad, some bad. But it's but it's not. I, 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 I what I'm trying to say. I think they didn't they didn't gave him his proper respect on that stuff. It's just not just like you know, just trying to paint him in a bad light or anything like this. You know, he was struggling through his little demons and they, they ain't out there just trying to say he was like a crackhead and like he's just been doing all this other stuff. Uh, they ain't just talking about the heroin and nothing like that. So like it's, they, they've been very respectful of his career and what he's been able to do uh, in the form of the media as portraying like his death. So uh, I, I really do appreciate that this time around. It seems like, you know, we started to get a little bit of respect in the industry where they ain't painting like every black, uh, black character, black actor, you know, in, in that, in that light. Yeah, for sure. I I heard nothing but great things about him. I've learned a lot of things about him. Like, I mean, I dived into his characters that he played, but not necessarily the man, you know, behind it, his dancing skills, um, just how he has such a, a warm heart, how he was, you know, down for the cause apparently you know what i'm saying you saw him at a lot of different events and a lot of rallies like people posted a lot of different things like that so those are things i didn't know about him already so those were things that were great to see um a lot of people had a lot of different accounts as far as just positive interactions with him and you know he was nothing like the characters he played he was just like just that cool dude from the hood kind of like an athlete you know what i'm saying to where he got that talent. Don't don't touch him. You know what I mean? Like he can he can be around. He can do whatever he wants to. Just he's just one of those genuine good guys from the from the block. You know what I mean? That that you respect. Mm-hmm. So I, I I really really love that. Like you said, man. Uh, people was showing, giving him his flowers while he was here and and you know in his passing. You know, but I wanted to talk a little bit about just one of the most powerful characters that he's played on one of not one of the best series television has ever produced in the wire, man. Like, so just I mean, press, whatever, whatever you got to say as far as his performance and just kind of overall, just how that show and his performance kind of coincided with it's the greatness of it all. Yeah. I mean, uh, practically unknown to me like before that thing i don't know if that's that's like when he came out uh but uh yeah omar just the, just the character of it for one thing just how how omar was you know he was the guy that went to jail constantly was a was a stick-up guy and you know he he, he was gay as well up in the show but like <laughs> nobody really like harping too much on that they were just like nah man you don't, you don't mess with omar you know he's still hard like like you go ahead and say that shit if you want to you know like <laughs> and how he brought that demeanor to the character as well it was just like made you like kind of gloss over and overlook that and just accept him for the man that he is like even on that show uh the character that he was playing and that type of intensity like i didn't seen him bring to like each and every role that uh he'd have had since then but <laughs> 
talking about iconic man just just <laughs> with the trench coat walking down the street you know you knew he had the shotgun omar coming omar coming i think that's always gonna <laughs> yeah, be the whistling people catalog. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh we <laughs> the villains the villains usually make the show you know what i mean that's how it usually go like anything that you look at if you got a weak villain like it's not gonna go far and right off the jump with them having omar as that counterpart to well really <laughs> it was villains versus villains versus the cops who are villains as well like so it was all villainy but like he was the one that was terrorizing even the villains so you came to love him a little bit more at the end by the time the end of the show you kind of rooted for him at certain points especially when he was going against string at the end so uh <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I i just love this role within the wire so same here man it was it was highly believable it was believable to the point where you were like Okay, I mean, that, that's his life. All right. You know, when it wasn't acceptable. You know what I mean? Like, because right now, as we see a lot of uh, LBGT community on television, you have people on certain sides of the fence. Well, why they got to put this in our face? Why they got to do this? Why they got to do that? Well, at the time, when The Wire first came on, that was even more prevalent of ignorant thoughts and and how people feel and for him to transcend that and you just be focused on the character because he was like a a real life robin hood like and i think if you if you're from those areas you know somebody like that hardest dude out you wouldn't even know you're a killer he giving you know he giving back on thanksgiving he's doing everything around the hood now he's poisoning the hood too as well but you know, he was. It was just one of those characters to where I was like, "Man, I'm I'm in amazement, and how well he's pulling it off, how believable he looks, and is is anybody ever gonna kill him? You know what I mean? Like throughout all of the all of the, you know, as you start watching it, it was like this is impossible for him to get away with this type of stuff. But playing both he did. sides and everything, yeah, at, at all times, man. So I, man, I, I, I. You know, me and you, I know we watch The Wire at least once a year. We we go yeah. back and rewatch our favorite season or whatever. It's like kind of like a ritual at this point. And, and he's one of the, the main reasons why. Him and, uh, you know, I, I can't say Stringer Bell because I got a personal vendetta against him. <laughs> or- <laughs> but you love Idris for giving you that hate for that character. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? He played that role so well. Like Any, Anybody <laughs> that likes that screen. type of guy. I questioned them. I absolutely questioned them. I got to question you, your character as a person if you watch The Wire for Stringer Bell. That's all I'm saying. This is Michael, this is Michael K. Williams tribute, but I think you know what I'm getting at, Press. Playing both sides, smashing his, his main man's uh, cousin's wifey. Like it just they did a lot of things, man. Stringer did a lot of yeah. snake shit. You know what I'm saying? Try to go fly straight. Like we 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 gonna change the game now. After doing all that dirt, it don't work. After that got way. getting everybody else it locked work. up, After that's what I looked at. He got everybody out. else locked up. Now, whoa, now, now you want to go legal? Me. Let's change. You know this what I'm up. saying? <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 one of them shows, man. And and it's just it's heartbreaking to see him go out that way and and to know that he was dealing with depression. And you know, but we got to see him these last couple years just pop up in a major way. And he also is a part of, to me, like two iconic shows, you know, you got Ballwalk Empire, um, 
you most recently you got Lovecraft Country that he was in. I'm just pulling up a bunch of them, man. When they see us, Did, he, wasn't he involved I mean, with that Snow on the Bluff? Uh, too. I'm not sure if he was. I'm not sure. I'm I not thought sure. he like helped produced it with uh, because it was like Ti too. I think like I think he helped produce that little. So I think I think he was involved with that. Yeah, I'm, he looked like he was involved with Belly too. So that might be the one blemish. But I mean. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's in it uh apparently. But yeah, man, he has a lot of lot of different I think I love my wife. I remember that appearance in there. I'm just scrolling through, man, just checking out. But yeah, I do have some snow. Yeah, snow on a bluff. He has some credits on there. So yeah, I have no idea what involvement it was, but he was on Django. So it's a it's a lot of lot of dope joints, man, here and there. Sopranos, Twelve Years a Slave, so yeah, great, great, great body of work, man. And, um, you know, going to miss him. But the good thing about it is he did such a phenomenal job in film that his legacy is going to last forever. So we'll, we'll always have the TV shows and his appearance and his phenomenal um, approach to acting to to kind of go back to. So, you know, rest, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams, man. All right, all right, man. So we want to... Hit these sports, or did you? Uh, oh, we could stay here, right here in the culture, yeah. man. The Rick Ross book, Rick Ross book, oh, perfect yeah, day gotta, to boss go up. That. I haven't, I haven't got in it. I, I got it. I got it downloaded. I just haven't started it. It's been a busy week for me as far as just like work, and then uh, had had to go uh, out of town to visit some friends just because uh, birthday. JT, happy, happy birthday, man! Happy but birthday, JT! This weekend, yeah. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. But nah, man, I, I'm probably like 30, 40 minutes into uh, listening to it. And uh, it's cl- classic Rick Ross, man, telling telling stories. I still would rather him be reading the book or being the narrator. But the guy that he has, man, he he does the Ross inflections just like Ross. But, I mean, it's just he's just giving you some game, man, in, in book format. Same same thing he's been doing Um Hurricanes was the other book that we reviewed on here. So we'll put that somewhere in the description so you guys can check that out as well. But yeah, this this so far is is good, man. He's telling a story about how he caught COVID, and that's that's where I'm at right now. He caught COVID, had to kind of start losing a lot of gigs, live gigs. So it forced him to be in the house, went back to the the spot where he bought from Evander Holyfield, which has all that shitload of land on it, right? And at this point in the book, I'm I'm to the point where he's just looking around at the different type of spaces that he has and revamping his studio and and trying to get into to a, a production uh, spot I out t- on his uh, ranch, what. not a ranch, let's, but let's uh, let's, home. let's hold up, let's let's get through the book and we'll we ain't did the top five lead, uh, leadership lessons out of it. We, we we'll do another one of those here and uh, drop that for this book as well because I know in hurricanes yeah, 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 he had yeah. quite quite a quite a few gems up in there and you know just just overall review of the book and we won't get too many of these in a year for uh, our dem- our demographic and our our uh, the the subjects we want to speak on. So yeah, we'll definitely review it and you know because it meshes with everything. So. Speaking of that, man, I wanted to go off on a quick tangent. Why is it that when artists and guys that we see in from our culture drop these books, they're not talked about a lot more in these type of formats? You know what I mean? They'll go to the Breakfast Club if they're big enough. But a lot, of, I see a lot of these guys. Sakon just dropped a book as well. You know what I mean? I gotta go. I gotta buy that. 
right after this, but I was waiting until I finished this Rick Ross. But it's just a lot That's of guys that are dropping. I'm, I'm, I would like to hear what Saigon has to say, but I think when you talk about something like that, with him, it's going to be the minute because what success did he have? Like, I know he was on that TV show, but he didn't really blow up like he did, like, compared to where Rick Ross, like, people can see – Hey, he achieved something, so he gotta have a story to tell. Saigon right, probably right, got right. a good story to tell too, but is it for everybody? If is everybody gonna get gems out of it? And I, I can see on his front, it's just if you're interested in his story, which I am, I'm gonna read now. So, but <laughs> uh, right, right, right. The, the other people, like people, it's, it's, it's aspirational I mean, stuff. Like, yeah, they wanna, yeah. you know, they wanna see the aspirational stuff. Who, you know, who moved my cheese? Uh, all these different. You know, grit, all these different type of self-help. A lot of people in the self-help game, you know what I mean? But if I don't resonate with that person that is attempting to self-help me, like the book can be really good, but I'd rather go support this poor, this person here, like a Ross, like a uh, Charlemagne the God. You know what I mean? People that I actually seen. Yeah, I actually seen come through and, and I've seen the different moves that they've made. And okay, you got your own podcast network. Okay, you're doing this over here. Or you're, you're you're over here with MTV. You know, like I I like highlighting that. Like, but these some of these other people, I have I would never know who that author is, what their credentials are, unless I really wanted to look it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just think that you know, if you're a fan of the podcast and a fan of the culture, support more people that are doing things like this. You know what I mean? Because it's Damn good reads, man. Hurricanes was a good read. Yeah. Uh, who else? Not Prince Paul. Um, what's his name? Jay. Jay Prince. Jay Prince. Jay Prince came out with a very dope book about a year or two ago as well. So it's a lot of different instances in which these guys are coming out with memoirs. Carmelo Anthony's coming out with a memoir on the 14th. I pre-ordered that. He's my favorite. Hooper, oh, I'm skipping. Uh, as far oh. as during during my time uh, and watching basketball, and we're relatively the same age or close in age, so I'm, I'm gonna get that one for sure. Yeah, I'm jumping to whatever chapter he started talking about the bus incident. <laughs> <laughs> jumping straight to that, like I want to know what Carmelo was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Who I gotta said see something that. about Lala? Yeah. <laughs> but yo, but yeah, so that that's it, man. We're gonna hold off on that. We're gonna do like some we're gonna find some leadership lessons out of it. Something that can give you guys some game and hopefully you go purchase the book and, and go listen for yourself, get some game and whatever, you know, walk of life that you're involved in and hopefully you get something from it. Last but not least, man, culture. Uh did you see Russell Westbrook yet? No, what 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 is it? Oh, oh, whoa. Let's pause this real quick. Let's pause it real quick. We'll be right back. We're going to take a brief break. And we're back. (laughs) Real time reaction. Talk talk about it. Tell me about it. Let's talk about it. I've been to LA for like a week, man. What are you doing on Santa Monica Boulevard already? He from there. He from there. He from there, man. How you you feel about this fit, man? Is this this, uh, becoming of a Laker? Huh? I mean, let I me know. This was all, I thought this was already addressed in Boondocks, man. The, the the TV show, the cartoon. Come on, man. That stuff ain't supposed to come to real life, man. Come on. Bro, we don't need to be out here wearing... You can take it so far, man. How y'all out here wearing skirts, man? <laughs> That's taking it to a whole nother level, man. Like, come on, bro. 
Like that's that's. What's the issue, man? It's fashion. I dread the day. It's fashion. I dread the day. I dread the day that I actually walk through a young men's or a men's section, and now we got skirts up in there, bro. (laughs) Now we got skirts up in there. Like that's that's. I understand. Hey, was the baggy pants? We needed to do stuff that more slim fit and all that. I get that style. I get where style and went went that way. But dresses and skirts, man, nah, bro. Let them stay in the sections they were supposed to stay in. And I got nothing against if I got nothing against you if you're gonna be uh, if that's your lifestyle. But then just go to the other section if that's what you're doing. Just go to the women's section and buy what you want out of there. He's ha- Perez. He's happily married. I can't let you do this to to, to Westbrook. He's happily married. Kids, this has been coming for years. Have you not seen his outfits going to the to these games? He got he got other sh- he got other outfits with with his with his uh breast out. Whoa 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 whoa! This is just this is his dress here. This is just dress here. This is just dressing, man. It's just dressing. Like, come on, man. Come but on. But on some real shit though, I, I've never had I've never had a problem with, with this shit. Like I, I know these guys do this stuff for shock freedom value. of expression, shock value. Like I don't even I don't even care no more. Like you'll you'll see these artists out here. Like I think what's and old boy that just had had the Dennis Robin did shit. it with the dress. I mean, right, a couple people right. wore the dress and everything. The, the Motherfuckers, it's just weird. Like, like they, they, all right, weird to me. Weird to me. It is, it's weird to me. I would never do it. But when I don't I want think this about to be it, too accepting, though. That's what I'm saying. I when don't I think about it, I don't really give a shit. Like, that's, that's when I'll be saying, like, when I really go, when I, when I talk about it behind the scenes with, with people and stuff like that, I never really have nothing to say because what I would do. It's not what you would do. So, at that simple point, that's where I cut off because I don't judge at that point. Look at me. Look at the way I'm dressed. I guess he, he's more fashion I'm, since. Yeah, and I can't dress whatever. for shit. Let, yeah, I can't let, dress let him, for shit, move, so I can't talk. Let him go forward with it. So, hey, before he come at me, like, of course, he wouldn't know style or whatever. Like, hey, bro, if that's if that's where it's going, though, I got, I got a hard stop at some point. And that's that my hard stop. I ain't wearing no damn skirt. <laughs> For sure, I'm, I'm 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 the same man. I I can't get with it, but for the sake of fashion, I think James Harden had something on questionable a couple weeks ago. So he, this is what these guys do, man. Like super tight stuff. I mean this this goth look. I, I'm not sure what this look is, but I don't know what your man's is doing out here, man. This don't this don't bode well for the championship right now. This why why I'm picturing right now Cam Cam Newton with his uh. Auntie headdress, uh, did dreads up, with, with, <laughs> yeah, with with this skirt on, <laughs> like that's that's when I don't be like, we really got to think about this and talk about this. this but you this think about that, uh, Cam little video with his pop sitting in the middle of the field, just kind of getting some of that stuff off his chest. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, and I appreciate that he didn't go out and just slander and, you know, talk about it. He he admitted, like, some of the portion is just like, hey, the character I'm going to bring to this is going to be more of a distraction than anything that's going to help move it forward. Uh, could, 
in hindsight, I think it could have really helped the Patriots because now if you got something else that you was losing, you can always have that little cam and and somebody have a little breeding room like Mac. They wouldn't be as hard on them as uh you know about it because they were like, well, you got cam, why you ain't putting cam in? And they ain't gonna like necessarily just nitpick at his game while uh while he's just coming into the league and improving. Cam, he he took it better than I thought he was gonna take it and. But my problem with Cam is just, like, where does he fit in after this? Like, I don't know any team that needs him on there, and he's going to have to play a backup role at this point. He's going to be – Why Why does he have gonna, to play a backup role? Because he's coming on so late cash, in the season cash. starting? No, or no, no, why no, does let's, he have let's to play? Be honest, let's be honest about this. Let's, 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 it's time to quit trying to paint a narrative. We got to look at this honestly. Uh, you had Jameis Winston and him who was on the same type of deal. Jameis Winston is going to a starting role. Cam Newton is off a team. Jameis Winston proved what his athletic ability was going to get him, and now he's starting for the uh, New Orleans Saints. Cam was given every opportunity to start for the Patriots. Some of his athleticism and stuff has, and his style of play is, is, is diminishing, just point blank. When you can come out there and get uh, uh, upended by a, a rookie, and their skill is highlighting, and it's more of uh, you can see the benefits in their upside than they can see on you carrying on the team. It, it is what it is, man. And Cam time is dwindling down, and he, he could probably still go out there and show you those flashes a la Ryan Fitzpatrick or anything like that. He can hold help Tide over a team. Maybe he can go over there in Houston if Tyrod don't work out and, you know, get them through their little time frame until they find somebody new up in there. But it – if anybody was going to tap in to his uh, elite athletic ability and take him to a championship again, it was I, I felt like it was going to be one of the greater coaches, and that is Bill Belichick. I hate to admit that shit. But uh, Bill Belichick, and uh, <laughs> if he couldn't get it out of him and get him to come around, you're talking about somebody who then tapped in with Randy Moss, made him get a love for the game again. He had, uh, I think the only one he really went against was like Chad Ochocinco, but so many other veterans that went there, Corey Dillon, you remember when he was there, he reignited his career and stuff like this. So uh, he, he didn't did it with so many people, and he couldn't get it out of Cam. That just tells me like he's kind of done. I wholeheartedly disagree because there's several different instances that in which why that did not succeed. The year he was with them is the COVID year. Got COVID. They arguably had one of the worst teams they've ever put on the field. Didn't have a defense that was worth a damn. They normally field a pretty good defense, and they will this year with everybody coming back and opting back in and, and getting their shots. So all that shit was held against him. All of that is put on him. Put Matt Jones in that same situation. Hell, put majority of the other quarterbacks in that situation, they probably wouldn't succeed as well. You know what I mean? This is what the Patriots do. It's the Patriots way. But at no point did they ever commit to building the team around the quarterback skill set. To me, all it came down to in the Patri at the Patriots was this is a young guy that we drafted. We will put everything into him moving forward versus doing it with Cam. Has his skill set diminished a little bit? Absolutely, but I don't think it's diminished to the point to where he doesn't deserve a starting job on another team. He doesn't deserve the starting job on that team because he got outplayed. Unfortunately, he got outplayed with the 
the different reps that we saw. If you watch the Patriots in the preseason, clear cut, clear cut. Is Cam still a great leader? Absolutely. But I don't yeah. like the narrative. I don't think, well, he's not a good leader. Well, I'm saying like leaders does something. Uh, they would they would jump out on something and take a stance and you know move move. Uh, like you said, who who move my cheese? You talked about that. Who move my cheese? When things are changing, times are changing. You need a leader that's gonna jump on that that next thing. And go looking for a fix and going going through it and dragging everybody along. Not somebody that's holding people back and saying we wasn't doing this. Prince, before. you played football. So hold on, hold before. on. Let me finish my statement. Did so you played football to, before. Hold on, hold on. You hold ever on. gave up your spot? Let me finish because I think you're going down the wrong path of what I'm saying. You're gonna no, we we having kid. a discussion. Yeah, but we I'm saying I think you're going. I think you jump into a conclusion. Of what I'm gonna say. Uh, so when it comes to like everything that's going on, the outside forces that you said that happened last year that caused so much, uh, 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 caused the events and where we couldn't have preseason, couldn't have everybody together. COVID. That's that's the elephant in the room. And I know everybody got their political stance and stuff on it, but when you're trying to put a product on the field and you're trying to build a team together, you don't need your leader going against everything else that the league is kind of pushing as a health and safety standard. You need them to own that, go ahead, and move forward. It's several different other people. I know Cam ain't the only one, but it's several different other people that I think – as far as your leader, you don't want them being the one that's pounding the table against moving with the way the, the league and everything is changing. You want them to own it so you can help bring other people along. That's how you want your leaders. You want them out front. And with Cam coming out making his statements and everything and everybody's like, I, I felt like that's kind of a point too where you're saying where well, he's a great leader. No, if he was, if he was so great. He, he, you respect it, but at the same time, like you, you want your leaders jumping out in front of that and moving the team forward on everything that's going on and not still using that narrative, oh, COVID and all this other stuff. Well, we got a way forward. Are you owning to it? I know it's their bodies and whatever, but the stuff that being FDA approved and all these other things now, like, hey, it is what it is. But you also want your leaders to, to lead. So, like, you're talking from a standpoint of business and he's a bad leader. I've never heard another uh, any of his teammates say he was a bad leader. And I don't knock him for a leadership trait. He's doing something that he believes in as far as his body. You know what I mean? And, and his thought process. I don't think that makes him a bad leader because he doesn't fall in line and do what the company wants him to do. I just feel like before the business is before everything else. And... That's how the NFL feels. If you don't do what you need to do as far as the business, you're out. But the leadership aspect of that is, yo, all right, cool. Like, I'm moving on. But I, I, like I said, I, I've just never seen that, that anybody just gave up their spot. I, I want to, you know, I'm not doing this because I'm just trying to be an ass. If he, if he really believes in that, then I got to respect it as the person that's watching it. Now, subsequently, the reaction has a... As <laughs> a reaction You know what I mean So I just think that he's in a rock and a hard place And you know maybe he does his research You know but you still got the people out there doing it He's just in a bad very very bad predicament man Because you cannot tell me that Some <laughs> There's a lot of starters out there That Cam is better than man But tell there's me a lot where of starters So, out so there. tell me tell me where you've seen like Cam Them shown that he's a clear cut leader or, or a starting quarterback in this league over his past three years of play. The only reason Cam, 
Cam's issue is the same thing as, and, I, and this is familiar to me, as Carson Wentz. He can't stay on the field. Yeah. That's his issue. That's it. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if that's what I'm going to give him a knock against, his body, I don't give him a knock against his play so much. Like, he has flaws in his game just like a lot of other uh, guys have flaws in their game. Uh, Baltimore quarterback. He has flaws Lamar in his Jackson. game as well. Lamar Jackson. He has flaws in his game as well, but he's young enough to overcome them with his athleticism. At this yeah. point, nobody wants to pour into Cam to overcome things. You know what I mean? You got you oh my god, you got guys like this dude is starting in Chicago, red what red rocket, whatever the hell they call him. Like Andy Dog. He's so trapped. Well, we, Andy Dog you know is starting in Chicago. But I'm just saying, like, it's just shit like that. I see shit like that. Washington, uh, New York, the Giants, Ryan quarterback Fitzpatrick. game. Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. is, is is the equivalent of what Cam is at this point in his career. At, like, so it's it's either one for me. Mm, like, but he continues to get a job, man. He continues to get a job no, no, no matter because, where he's at. The difference at is he's point, accepting. He's accepting of – the role. Everything the company won't. And when they say they want to bring in a new guy, he he's okay with saying, okay, I'm going to run that role and I'm going to take the team as far as week six. If that's all you want me for is all the way to week six. Now I let the new guy come in. He he don't ever, he don't ever disrupt a, a locker room. And you know, in but that you sense. saying things that haven't happened, press like he hasn't disrupted a locker room ever. Are you saying things that have not happened in Cam's case? And you a you a Cam fan? When uh, has he? When the whole uh, uh, Carolina thing? Fill me in. Fill me in. That's what, like the way he had to leave Carolina and everything. They they had told him that they didn't want him to come back as a starter, and that's the whole reason Cam wanted out of Carolina. Okay. He still believed he was able to play football. He but no, 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 that's not what you, for the team. Don't, don't, you don't, yeah. yeah. But you said that, it, it had. We we haven't. How seen is that, that a bad the, teammate? How is that bad? What's bad about that? Was that? It. I he, believe I can still he had start. His chance, he had his chance to go out there and prove that he, he was still Who worthy was of starting. Who replacing him, Prez? Who replaced them in Carolina? They just got you don't Sam remember. Darnold. That's my point. That's my no, point. No, you no. don't remember who they it had, is. So how would you go sit your ass down? And they, had, uh, they just uh, wanted to point. go in a different direction. It had, had nothing to do with the guy. They got Bridgewater, and then they went and got uh, – now they Tech. went and got Sam Darnold. <laughs> neither, neither at the time when he left – and here, here's my here's the point I was trying to get to before that is I think that Cam Fitzpatrick and Cam thing, which is a crazy crazy comparison. But here, here's here's my thing. <laughs> Fitzpatrick has never been on Cam's level at all. Has not won on any level as far as college and in the pros. Cam got as a national championship. He went to the Super Bowl, has an MVP season, and played at MVP level. For several years, that's never Fitzpatrick. So when you compare the two, that blow that blows my mind. That 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 really blows my mind. I just feel like the certain instances that Cam has been in, in in regards to the non-availability due to his body, this is what's leading to it. Talent is a part of it. Diminishing where's, talent is a part of it. Where's RG three? Where's RG three right now? I have no idea. He's sitting on ESPN. No Where's uh what was the quarterback for the Ravens? Uh, Flacco. The, Flacco. Where Flacco at? He's back. Eagles. Back up, right? Back up. Clear back up. I'm saying like you you're saying like you're 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 making it like 
Cam is an anomaly. It's not. He's not an anomaly. The stuff happens. You got to accept where you want to go and go go from that. Cam is still stuck in that mindset that he want to be a starting quarterback and nothing around it has like his skill is not living up to that level. What he brings as a bruising runner slash dangerous threat to throw it, he can give you that for four games. And after four games, he needs to be that pocket passer. So either like you get with somebody like Michael Vick, who you know uh, adapted his game, became more of a a threat in that pocket. You find out how to slide better to avoid getting the hits, where you can extend yourself for a full season, or you accept the role just like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, where you're gonna go around hopping around and you're gonna be that in between type guy, and don't disrupt a, a locker room. That's that's all it is. I can give you names. Like if you need more names of quarterbacks who was elite that that, that fell off, it happens. It happens. Yeah, man. I, I think I think yeah, I know. I get it. Y'all y'all let us know. Y'all let us know what y'all think. Is it talent? Because I think what gets me is when you say disrupt a locker room. You say disrupt a locker room, then you go to talent, and then you don't give me you give me instances of where you think is a disruption, but I've never heard of him being a disruption. No, that, I'm going off what I've he never heard said. from. I'm going off what he said. Cam said the narr- during that that's interview a narrative. that he was going to be. Yeah, that's a narrative. That's but that he's I, a disruption. He said that he understands that. So I'm going off what Cam's saying. He said he's a disruption. He said he can see how that's going to be a disruption. Yeah, because if he doesn't want to get this shot, but that's. What I'm talking about is a disruption to the locker room, bad locker room guy, all that shit. I'm not talking about him not wanting to get a shot. Him not wanting to get a shot can be a big deal. But him staying in the organization, they didn't want him in the organization because they didn't want that young boy looking over his shoulder. That's what it was. But you look who you're talking about this, though. That's New England. They got rid of Tom Brady. They threw Garoppolo over to the uh, – <laughs> this is nothing new from them in, like, what they do. Like, once they make a call and they make a pick, they go on with it. But they give my everybody point is he's that still a opportunity starter. to my win point, My point was a starter. He's still a starter in the league. You're saying Where? he's not. He, he so you want him on the Eagles? Up. Hell yeah, I would take him on the Eagles before I, the quarterback situation we had. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we got Minshew, Flacco, and Hurts. You wonder why my outlook on the season is bleak? Well, that's why. Starts with starts with those guys. You know what I mean? Hopefully they play well. Hopefully Hurts shows me something here in the next hour or so by the time I get to watch him. And, and when I do my little solo pod breaking it down, it's not all doom and gloom. I want him to be great. But so would I feel a little bit better with do. Cam? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what you should go. He should be on the Eagles. Start pounding the table that way instead of saying, I still feel like I don't Tell want us him. where I don't you want feel him like he Eagles. can still be a- He can he can play. He can start on the Eagles. I don't I don't want him. That's not who I would go with with where our team is right now. I don't want to build around Cam. Personally. <laughs> Personally. That's my team. I don't want to build around. I'm talking about he's a star in the league. That's me. <laughs> but where? Where it is? Where? I just said Washington. I said the Giants. He can shit. Let's 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 go uh we can go. I haven't I don't have it written down, but I'm sure I can give you at least ten places to where he's better than those guys. It's just like some certain guys are the I'm last thing on this and I'm out. Okay. Some motherfuckers is just a shut up and color guys. 
They don't say nothing. They go along to go along and they keep on getting fucking paid, even though they are talentless bastards in the league. And I hate that shit. And then when it comes to a black quarterback like Cam, who's outspoken, loud and shit like that, like his, his persona is loud, not loud in the locker room, but just his persona is loud. Those motherfuckers go out the pasture. They don't even get a chance to collect five million a year sitting on the bench because it maybe maybe it is maybe it is in their head to where, hey man, I'm not that good anymore. I'm just gonna grab this clipboard <laughs> and ride it out. You know what, what I'm saying? Eagles, so what was the Eagles quarterback that played for San Francisco then came over that white quarterback that could run a little bit? Uh, it was some years back. He used to play with him before Vic came there. Right before uh, Vic. Yeah, um, Garcia. He was on San Fran too. Garcia. Yep. Yeah. But, but is he white now? Now he got the name. Was he white? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Look carry on. What about him? What about him? But I was saying that that go another one. You know what I mean? Like and then like he 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 floated around to a different couple teams, but then he took on that role later in his career where hey, he knew. Hey, they get Michael Vick coming here, bro. I ain't got much time left. You know what? I'm just hold on as long as I can, and I'm gonna hand it off to him. Yeah, 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 man. But it be like that. I just hate the different dynamics. But some sometimes guys don't want to give it up when it's their time. So yeah, it's a tough, tough situation. Tough situation, man. Keep your head up, Cam. You know, you know. But anyway, man, let's let's get into the music, man. Let's get into the music. And I'm a big and, uh, Cam fan. I'm a huge Cam fan. I'm a oh, that was tr- fan. truly objective. So you know, you know, say. you know, I I I go to bat for Cam. Uh, I hated when he went to New England, but I still silently rooted for him and hoping that he came out of there. But after just what the past three years was, I mean, we got to call a spade a spade at this point, in my book, in my opinion. I can respect it. I can respect it. So let's move on to this music, man. So who who you got up first? Who you want to talk about? Do you get a chance to listen to anything in depth or you just want to touch yeah, on what came like out? I, yeah, let's just touch on them because I didn't get to listen in depth like I want to because I lost two days. Uh, so uh, I, I have listened at each one. I listened at the AZ. I listened at the Common. But I kind of had like one or two listens on them. I haven't like really got uh, the usual time frame that I, got, I usually get on them. So I'd rather talk about them like in depth next week. Uh, JR, I'd have heard about five times, so definitely know about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> and then what else? The the Baby King, wherever you want to go from it, if you want to speak on any one of those, I can give a truly <laughs> initial reaction. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's start with Common. Let's start with Common, A Beautiful Revolution Part 2. Yeah, this, this Common is, is good, man. It's smooth, grown man music. And, and I like these the part one and part two and i like what he's doing like we were talking about it last week where we were like damn some artists could just put out whatever they want and i'll be perfectly fine with it this doesn't have a big budget it doesn't have the normal rollout he just went on la leakers spit a fire ass freestyle i knew that wasn't coming on no no type of album but i would love to hear that type of comment <laughs> you know again i would love to hear that type of comment on you know about two 10 songs, you know, if he if he got it in him to, to deep dive into that like he did a few years ago when he went back and got a lot of the young cats in Chicago. And I forget the name of that album, but I like this vibe, man. I, I need a switch up. I need – this is why I love hip-hop, man. This is why I love hip-hop because whatever mood I'm in, I can go – I can I can find music for it. I don't ever have to leave the genre. I do because I like other things, but, man, this – this 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 album is phenomenal, man. Like you could play this anywhere. The cookout, you could play this 
you know, riding with the kids. It ain't no cussing. It's just adult, good adult music, man. So I liked it off first listen. Very soulful. He has uh, Black Thought on there. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard Rhapsody. I may be wrong on there. And um, but yeah, PJ, the person he's constantly working with, sounds really, really good on here. So I'm not sure who that is, but I definitely gotta tap in because I, I like the voice, man. So overall, so far, so good, man. Still, still getting to it. Probably listen to it once or twice, but I didn't have like a focused listen to be able to ride out to it and stuff like that. So just caught it in spurts. But yeah, beautiful revolution part two. Check out part one as well. We're going to come back next week and give you guys a little bit more of a thorough breakdown with our rating scale. So next joint, uh, Baby Keem. How, how do you feel about Baby Keem's project, man? <laughs> okay. Uh, took me a minute to get to adapt to his voice. To adapt to his voice. And... <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, the, it's called the Melodic Blue for you guys out there. Yeah. So Melodic Blue, uh, Baby Keem. Once... I got adapted to his voice. Um, it's one of those that I don't know how often I'm going to keep coming back to it because I don't know if I could deal with it for a full album. But I, I enjoyed it all the way through. You know what I mean? I enjoyed it, but uh, if if <laughs> if this is what I'm going to get once again, that same type of voice, I don't know how, how much I can take before I'm just like, I, I check out. You know what I mean? And it's no disrespect. I know some people can actually, like, go through it. But even I do that with the West Side Gun. I told you I can take them in small doses. I just can't take a full album of it. So it's, it's, it, it, was, that, it was that way with me, with, his, with the voice. Yeah, for me, man, it was my first time ever really listening to him for a full project. I've, I've heard of him before, and I, I know a few people have mentioned him in the past, but you know, this is the first offering from PG Lang. I think it's PG Lang, right? And um Kendrick's new new label with Dave Free, you know, them branching off and, you know, this is their first artist and, and drop. So, you know, overall I like the experimental piece of it. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure if this is for me. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know if I I'll go back to it. Thank you. Uh, for I just don't think like, cause that's that is that why I was like, how in the world does this dude get two Kendrick features? Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just, <laughs> now, uh, they, now, they related, man. Sense. They related. Yeah, oh, they related. Okay. Cousins, oh. man. So, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's well produced. It is well produced. It's just you could tell he's he's young, and I don't I don't resonate with it like right off the gate. But some of the songs where he's like going off and kind of doing the non rapper stuff, I like. Like it, it, when he doesn't rap, okay, baby Keem, keep keep doing that. You know what I mean. Just keep being a, a, a artist. You know what I mean. But I I now know because I I wasn't a fan. If he drops something else, definitely definitely do not go into it expecting to hear some cool dope ass raps. Go into it expecting to hear good music, melodies, beat switches, beat flips. He did all that. So with that said, man, like. If you like that kick huddy ish slash whatever Kanye has been doing the last few projects, like that that experimental vibe that you're hearing out there, you, you're gonna like this. You know, I just know right my gut my gut feeling. Uh, I I'm not returning to it. Even the Kendrick features on here, I wasn't super highly impressed with. It was just like. Hmm. It's new Kendrick. All right. 
you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of like, where I was with it, man. And like you saying, like I, I like that some of the the weirder songs on here too. That was just like uh, <laughs> out there that didn't have the features, and I was just like, I know people ain't gonna like this, but I don't know why I kind of gravitate towards it. But that like South Africa, I know the hook wasn't all yo man, there, but I was yep, like, I South like Africa trademark yeah. was was one. Yeah. I like both of the beats on there, so it's like the stuff that's you know I know it's a place for it. You know what I mean? But I just know that I probably won't return to it. But he got the potential. He got potential. Uh, if they keep curating his sound and, and building on top of this, this kid, as far as just blowing up globally, I could see it in his future because, damn, if they didn't do a great job at producing this this project shit, the, the production value alone is high level, high level engineering, all of that sound. Very, very good, very good off first listen. So I'm I'm kinda a little indifferent in terms of I'm being a realist. I'm not I'm not gonna go back to it, but yeah. I see the potential. Yeah. Like I said, uh we'll see how over time I adapt to a sound. Like if more and more I hear it, does it like just go away and I just listen at his rhymes or does it continue to be something that kinda like distracts me a little bit? So we'll see right, how that right. goes. Cool, cool. All right, man. Next up, A Z Do or Die. Part two, highly anticipated. The first one has a cult-like following. You got people out there that feel like, you know, they still want a Nas and AZ project and all that. And it's all off of just, like, stuff that he's been doing in the past. And his do or die is is definitely one of those projects that you know why he's heralded as one of the top MCs in a lot of people's books. So, I mean, going going to it off a of first listen, Prez, man. I gotta say, man, it, it feels like he's lost a step. Um, feels like he's lost a step, but I just loved hearing him again. Like I, I gave him so much. It was just so okay. I was just so okay with the step being lost, but I was just caught up in the nostalgia of it all, man. Like he just seems like he can make the most basic shit. That he says sound luxurious, man. Like sound like some fly shit. He got that, that that he was before Rick Ross. You know how Rick Ross makes everything sound extravagant and, and how he raps it no matter how basic it may be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was A Z for me, man. I, I I like the project a lot. There's there's a few songs on there. Conway snapped on his verse to me, and uh that was like one of the tracks that I liked a lot. But, yeah, again, I only listened to it one time this weekend, so I haven't really got a chance to really get into it. But, again, I am I got a car ride ahead of me at some point this week, so I'm definitely going to run this thing up and, and see how, I, you know, I vibe out to it on the road because it, it sounds like riding music to me. Like, yeah. that's what I got from it. Yeah, and I, I got the same thing. It's not nothing like uh, – that jump side and is going to immediately jump in uh catalog jumps above anything else. If you're comparing it to what it should be like on that Nas that came out, it's not touching on those levels. It's not nothing that just turns me off for, uh, of the, the sound right now, but it's going to take me a little, couple more times of listening, you know, before I, I, I kind of like lock in on it. It didn't just, uh, like I said, push anything else out that I'm currently listening to in, in this zone. That's going to jump it up. But it's, it's, 
it didn't do no wrong. So, you know, it, it was it was okay on that first that first listen. You're like, it's it's okay. I definitely come back to it, you know, get a little bit more deeper into the uh, the the rhymes and everything, uh the lyrics and, and hear what he had to say. And I and I'm right there with you. I think it's one of those riding music and uh I, I just ain't had the time to actually do it. I know this is like give me another week or so driving back and forth to work and, and I may have a new love for this thing, you know. Uh but uh, as of right now, it's 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 sitting at about a two point five three three to me out of five, you know, and that's that's it's, yeah, that's certain, not certain bad. Art. That's not bad. No, no, no. Certain artists I gotta sit with, and certain artists because of their catalog and because of just how dope they are of an MC, they deserve me to go back two and three times and four times and really absorb it because. You can't do that on any album. You know what I mean? Even Baby Keem, I'm going to go back to, again, play it loud at the gym, riding, give it all the different tests that it deserves because, you know, way too often, and that's why we we started doing these these reviews the way we're doing it because it's just too quick. Too quick. We can give a, a instant reaction, be funny, be you know running numbers up but you don't really be saying shit because you haven't absorbed it and the music comes out so frequently you can't tell me you have and then you end up having to walk back comments or or not you just that's your opinion on that album just go go ahead and has to live and you'll never come back to it Cash's point not he had to walk back his statements on you know Lloyd Banks uh that's what he did he ended up walking them back (laughs) I like that you mentioned them, man. Keep keep the numbers rolling in, man. <laughs> you the you the, you the love the person they love to hate, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, the AZ AZ gonna give it a few more listens, man. But last but not least, I don't want to spend too much time on the next artist up, Jr. Broken Easel, because we are going to have him on the podcast next week. So I don't want to give away too much, but I did want to speak on it, give him a quick two three minutes, and you know just. Just let them know, man. I'm surpassed my expectations, man. Surpassed my expectations. I knew he was gonna come with it, but this this surpassed my expectations. Yeah. So I ran it like you did five times. It it actually was my most listened to project. Yeah. And having to keep this running weekend. songs back, just like the bars that he giving, man, is just like each time execution. Back, like got to got to hear that again. Like hold up, these side this. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> And that's yeah. been just about on like damn near every song, you know, just like, oh, let me run that verse back again. Uh, <laughs> Everything well executed from the beat switches to the um, to, to the bars, to the features, Ransom and Mickey Facts. Like, yeah. that's the Mickey Facts I want to hear. I know we didn't give that last project such great uh, replay value of Mickey Facts, but this this Mickey Facts, Mickey Facts is making me a fan again. And I, I haven't been a fan of Mickey Facts in the past, but. I know he's elite, you know, as far as his pen. Um, the other joint on here, man, real quick, Q Ham, Big B the boss, that yeah, yeah. I like how they went back to back to back on that, man. That was you know, you could tell those cats know know was, known each other for a while. What and, was the one he had that good. had like a little Kendrick uh I think it was a song right before that that had a guy that had like a one of those little Kendrick type voices in it. And, oh, grips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. thought Jr. like he he killed that one on that one right there, but uh, yeah, it's Grips had that like. There's this to me. There's no standout on here. It's mm-hmm. the, the whole project. Like you're gonna find you're gonna find something, man. That that second verse on Broken Easel, 
Yeah, I was about Sheesh. to say Broken Easel kind of like Sheesh. it's the one that kind of stands out to me with that last song on the album where I'm thinking like, oh, let's wind down. But I was like, no, 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 no. Let's not end it here. Give me some more. Nah, he did. <laughs> he did. He did right, man. And then um, the two tracks with the little double time flow. Like, you know what I'm saying? When we was listening to Vanity Stains, I said it a couple weeks ago. I forgot where, who we were talking to, but I was like. He got different bags. He even dropped the lady joint on us. Mm-hmm. And it won and gave us bars on there. So it's just, it's different ways you could do it. You could be, you could rap and you can give that smooth player shit at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, and he even found a way to, to throw in a, a basketball reference. So he, 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 Always throw in he, the he tapped into right? all my, <laughs> he, he tapped into all, he tapped into all my, my, you know, things that make me easy. Okay. Yep. He feel that check. Check, check. Good, good, good to <laughs> go. Checking the boxes. It's my checking the boxes. Like you know what I'm saying. As they as they've been saying. So yeah, man. Um, but I can't wait to have them on and break down this album, man. Because there's a lot of a lot of questions I got. You know, as far as what's next, man. I mean, he's already told us what's next. He already posted something with another project. So, but yeah, like I said, next week we'll have Jr. Broken Easel. If you haven't tapped into him yet. Please do so. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're not listening to this man's music because he's he's damn good, man. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, bro. So, what are we gonna are we gonna talk sports, man? Are we gonna do that, man? The games come on in like an hour. Whatever we put out right now is gonna be <laughs> old news by the time we edit it. So, what no, do you want to no. do? Do you just want to do the reactions? We'll do the reactions. We'll, we'll do the reactions. Okay. We'll we'll come. I'm gonna be watching the game, so we can we can come back and do a quick part two, or we could just throw it out separately, man. The reactions yeah, yeah. to the so, sports I'll, and so you know. I haven't got into this video editing, but I'm gonna try to jump into that this week. Uh, my my goal that I'm trying to give you this year, this year, uh, Sergeant Raider's gonna come on now. We definitely gonna get y'all game recaps the follow, the day following the game. Uh, we're gonna I pray for y'all. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, I'll try to do previews Ooh. on Fridays. I'm gonna try to have them out Friday so you can listen to it on Saturday or whatever. And then uh, be going. These are gonna be quick, man. Don't expect no long. Yep, ten to fifteen minutes. About, yeah, if that. Like if it's just five minutes of worth of stuff I gotta talk about, it's five minutes stuff. But I guarantee it's gonna be engaged in five minutes. I ain't trying to waste your time or mine. But uh, it's some things I just I love my team. I want to talk about it. So it, like I said, maybe. Be something like quick and it cash may come on from time to time, but it's most of the time it's probably just going to be me on there talking about uh the Raiders and then uh cash. I'm pretty sure you're going to end up doing the same thing about the Eagles, right? Yep, same thing, not overthinking it. Quick headshots, nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. Speaking into the mic, probably might not even do video on some of them, just give y'all the raw information, raw feeling right after the game. And go go from there, you know. See 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 what it is, man. So it's a lot of different places we can go with it. You know, some some weeks maybe longer than others, but I'm just excited to do it. So soon as we have those streams up, we'll probably be pushing them out to separate uh, podcasts outside of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. So we'll be dropping those, you know, and, and you guys will see it. But the videos will stay and remain on our YouTube at large. So. Y'all check that out, man. It's, it's gonna be fire. I think I think it's gonna be a good one, man. I think one thing, one last thing we owe the fans and uh people of the podcast. Uh <laughs> what do you think the Eagles record is gonna be by the end of the season? This is our last chance to do it before any game is played. Shit. I right now, man, I I 
this is one of the years where I was just talking to my man Bird the other, other day, man, Tubby, man. Uh, this is one of them years where I, I have no high or low expectations. I am truly in the middle. The preseason taught me nothing. We really didn't have our starters out there. Like I'm, you have you ever had those preseasons like that, Prez? The no, way like well, you like ever I don't since know John Gruden what came the, back. We what don't direction have are we going? Yeah, yeah. Like starters <laughs> don't, don't know get what out there type the of defense. Week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna get until I watch the game. You know what I mean? But based on the talent level, you know our, our offense is damn good. If Jalen Hurts just follows the game plan, man, if he just follows the game plan, we have a lot of weapons. So I'll probably say, right now, I have eight nine. I have eight nine, man. I, I don't. I don't think we get out the East. I think we are competitive in a lot of games, but I think we ultimately lose out to not being as talented as we should be on that defensive side of the ball. I, I don't. After last year, man, uh, yeah, yeah, eight and nine. Okay, okay, eight and nine. That's where we go. Eight what about you, man? Come nine. on, come on out. Seventeen and no. Doubling down, pounding the table forward. Thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. We're doing it, cash. I just got a feeling this is the year that everything comes about. I know we had our questions on defense before. We had a couple weak areas. Uh, our, our weak areas was linebackers. Uh, but we kind of like the, 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 way, take, the way the Raiders have reacted and, and, and owned up to their mistakes. It's like you, you, it's like somebody becoming a grown man. Like when you understand the shit that you was doing wrong and you can come freely admit it and you know, growth is about to happen right after that point. That is how I feel like my Raiders did right now. They understand everything that happened in the 2020 uh, draft, how our third round was pretty much wasted. Hey, third round before then was pretty much wasted too. Uh, they, but they're getting rid of that. They're admitting like, Hey, we fucked up. You know what I mean? We fucked up. These guys ain't going to fit. Uh, we'll take a chance that they may get back on our practice squad. If they don't, all well. We upgraded the true position. We got players up in there that can actually do the work. Come watch us. Come watch us and see what we do. And that's kind of what I think what they're leaving on the table right now as far as that defense. We went in, like I said, the, the linebackers, we had a couple injuries. They had Tanner Muse out there. Tanner Muse was that safety converted to a, a, a linebacker. He didn't look amazing during preseason. You were still kind of worried. And they ain't going to keep going along with the project. They cut him. Well, they put him on waiver and was going to get him back on the practice squad, give him a little bit more time to build, pass waivers. And he decided to go to Seahawks and go on their practice squad versus going to us. So that, that happened this last little bit. And then – uh, Lynn Bowen Jr., we had already cut out last year, the year before, but he never played a game with us as well. He went to Miami, and he's injured this year. So we still won't know what what's come of that guy, but we got him off the books early then too. Uh, so, hey, Mike Mayock, John Gruden, talked a good game, had us hyped up about the picks. But, you know, they're, they're, they're man enough to admit, like, hey, we wanted to do this, we seen this, it played good in our head. Shit didn't work on the field. Uh, now what I want to see even past this season though, all right, quit with the project bullshit. Quit, quit saying you're going to give me a project prospect and just go, if you need a linebacker, go get a damn linebacker, go get the best damn linebacker there is, you know, and let's, 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 let's go from there. But the fact that, like I said, they admitted their wrongs and they were to push off for them and, and move forward. And then we got Gus Bradley on that uh, defense and our defensive line who couldn't get no pressure on the, the, the quarterbacks last year, we now have a steady rotation. So at anything, I can at least feel like, ah, oh, damn it. I can at least feel like the uh, the the line 
will go into like a, a a steady, healthy rotation where even late in the game, late in the games, <laughs> just by them being fresher than the offensive line, they may look up and get more sacks. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's it. All right. <laughs> so that is why I'm equating everything to 13 and four. Didn't nothing, didn't much change up on the offense except for the offensive line, which is a big deal. But our offensive line, if you go back and look at our last year, we had one game where everybody caught one or two games where everybody played together. The rest of the time, we was using second, third string linemen as well at that point. So for for the league to look at it and say, "Oh, y'all threw y'all threw away the line. The line didn't work together." Like <laughs> so. These are the people that was out there. We having faith in them and letting them go out there and prove themselves. So I think they they're all good at run blocking. We a run first team. So I think initially we're gonna look good later on down the line when we got if something goes wrong and we gotta actually pass, then we may be in a little bit of trouble. But as going into the season, I think we look good. I think we look good on offense. That was just, that was well said. Um, Thirteen and four, I think, is complete and utter. BS, but you know, it, I, I, st- I stood quiet. My pod etiquette was elite just now. I just want to give myself some credit on there. I mean, I at best, man, at best, at best, I think 11 and six. That's that's, but you guys have effed it up the last two years, man. Like, you start <laughs> off really strong and then eff it up at the end. Like, y'all have the talent to do it, and <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, man. Can you finish? Finish. That should be the mantra for this year for the Raiders. Finish strong because y'all falter like somewhere when we get to week nine, week ten, y'all get the yips, and from there it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. So, but who am I to judge? You know, I'm just I'm just a former Super Bowl champion in this era. So whatever, people. This is episode one twenty five. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. Go subscribe. Go tell a friend to tell a friend. And we out. We got to go watch these games. Peace. Out.